Good afternoon, fellow gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm yours, morning, my course as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Good to be back. I'm well rested and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to now put up also, like, you know, lots of lots of has happened over the past few weeks. I mean, look, you've been gone. You returned already from your honeymoon to the Maldives, yeah. Kruger National Park, and then Arsenal also in that time saw off Leeds United 4-1 at the Emirates. Uh, goals from Jesus, uh, uh, you know, times two. And then White and Xhaka was on our way to, you know, keep a gap on City. Very happy that, that Jesus finally found the net, like... You know, I was like low-key every game, just wishing he can just score because, I mean, it was his first goal since the 1st of October. And, I mean, you know, sometimes a striker can get into their head that they haven't found the back of the net. But, you know, excellent, excellent goals. I think um, I was trying to um, watch the game on my phone while I was having like a romantic dinner <laughs> until I was told, you know, put the game off because we're having a, on a honeymoon. But, yeah, you know, happy... To, to to see that um, we, we we got over the line and that, you know, we maintained that gap on, on City. I mean, my son was even like, you know, just like for him, it was also like a relief because all time, even like when, when the, the penalty fell of, uh, when, when Odegaard now first took the ball, I mean, my son was in Ottawa, uh, he just wants Jesus to get it. And I mean, that was like the ploy by Arsenal, so, uh, you know, probably all along. Because when they, he ended up giving a ball to Jesus and he dispatched it. But, I mean, it's a great feeling to actually see him score again. Because you could see he was, like, getting to a point where, he's, you know, that, that you and I used to talk about with Nketi or so, where, where they end up trying so hard. And it's almost like you, you're actually mucking up the chances more than, you know, it's doing you good. Yeah, I know. They choke their shots, basically. Yeah. And they, like, you know, instead of passing to somebody in an open space, they try to, you know, score from a cute angle. And all of a sudden, all the chances seem difficult. So... Yeah. yeah, it was good he broke his duck. And I mean, you know, the Trossard, the, the Tasmanian devil, uh, that you call him, um, you know, ends up getting a, a, another assist and, and, and putting Jesus on his way for the second as well. Yeah. So we move our attention now to the, you know, the real big one from uh, last weekend. Uh, Liverpool versus Arsenal. Uh, we had to now visit Anfield and face... A very much, you know, like misfiring Liverpool because I mean, look, their the results have been a little bit up and down. Um, only change Arsenal made for the match was the previously ill Saka was coming in now for Trossard. Trossard then going to the bench and Arsenal having like you know the front three of Martinelli, Jesus, and, and Saka. So I mean, we get the match underway. Uh, both teams are trying to get on the front foot as we kick off. Then eighth minute, Saka drives the team forward and then tries to play a one-two with Odegaard. Then Van Dijk ends up intercepting the ball, but ends up passing the ball straight into Martinelli's path. The Brazilian then ends up controlling it perfectly. And then Toe pokes the ball pass, Alisson, 1-0 Arsenal. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw 1-0 Arsenal. I was thinking, oh, you know, could this be it? Because I'm thinking to, you know, we haven't beaten them at Anfield in 10 years. And I mean, this was a must-win game. And I'm thinking, Oh, 1-0 Martinelli again. You know, the guy seems to be scoring away from home against the big guys, United, and now Liverpool. Yeah. Then 12 minutes, and Chenko lets fly from uh, from just outside the box with a pot shot. Alisson ends up palming the ball away for Cole and Arsenal looking really dangerous. Yeah, this is an Arsenal side that, you know, has a different mentality to the one that's been visiting um, Liverpool at Anfield because they used to roll us over. You know, I remember when we scored that one game first. I mean, Ainsley Maitland now, I think it was, who scored. And you know, shortly afterwards, we saw our players slipping and sliding like they were playing on ice. 
against Firmino. So, you know, it was good to see that Arsenal are, you know, putting the pressure on. Then 20th minute, Liverpool now suddenly get to, again, you know, a sort of foothold in the game. Robertson ends up letting fly from uh, from about 25 yards out, and but the ball just goes blazing over into the stands. Then 28th minute, Xhaka ends up feeding the ball behind the uh, behind Alexander Arnold. Martinelli ends up getting to the ball, drives forward, and then he ends up curling a delightful cross. Jesus ends up finding the space and nods past Allison 2 0 Arsenal. All of a sudden, um, you know, no goals since the 1st of October became, you know, 3 2 all of a sudden. And, you know, Jesus, you know, showed what we've been missing as well. You know, his movement is second to none, and it seems like he, he has a good leap as well. I mean, if you see how high he jumped actually for that header, you can actually see that, you know, it's this guy can be a real menace. But 2 0 to Arsenal, I couldn't believe my eyes, and I just thought to myself, you know, could this be it? Can we just kind of see them out? And, and I was looking to the halftime, you know, looking for almost till halftime and thinking to myself, you know what? Just try to see them out till halftime because if you can get it to halftime, you kind of can maybe, you know, see the game out. Like, just don't give Liverpool any sniff. I mean, for me personally, I was thinking, look, at the rate we were playing it, here's almost like a third goal on the table if we, you know, were really cutthroat about it. But then, 34th minute, Salah ends up getting uh, put through by Henderson. But I think as Salah starts approaching the Arsenal goal, Ramsdale comes out, makes himself big. And uh, Salah almost kind of, kind of panics and ends up just stabbing the ball into the side netting. Then, 41st minute, now look, <clears throat> I know people, that you know, our listeners in it, will also have a difference of opinion. But for me, this was only for me the turning point of the match. Because yeah. for me, the majority of the match, Arsenal had the Anvil crowd, you know, subdued and that. And then Xhaka ends up getting into it with Trent Alexander-Arnold. And even though it, it was like a very, you know, isolated incident, it kind of got the Anvil crowd fired up. And I mean, you could already pick up from not only that, like the minute the game really started, Liverpool looked already immediately totally different and are really up for it. And that is where... My concern was really starting in this match. Yeah, I know, because you could hear that fans were... It reminded me, like you also said, of the season before, last season, or last season when Mane had that scuffle with Tommy Yasuo and Arteta then got involved with clubs, and that crowd started booming and they started getting on top of you. And I think it just spiced the game up. It brought Liverpool to life. It brought the crowd to life. And I'm thinking to myself, just see it till the halftime because there's Liverpool seem to have a little bit of an edge now. And then like, what, within a minute, Liverpool end up pulling a goal back. Jota is allowed to get into the Arsenal box, get a pass through. Henderson ends up just diverting the pass into Salah's path. And Arsenal's kind of asleep at the back. And Salah comes in and stabs the ball pass. Ramsdale 1-2. One, uh, but Arsenal was still up uh, by a goal. You know, that, that, that my stomach is not turning <laughs> because it was like just before half-time and yeah. You know, now, now, you know, Klopp is going to fire up the team talk and, and kind of, you know, say, you know, getting their faces, they're going to be nervous. And for me as an Arsenal fan, I don't know how you felt, but I was, you know, just stomach was, like, I was stressed off time thinking to myself, you know, we need to get the goal because I was actually getting scared, you know, that Liverpool might come out with all guns blazing. And, you know, if they put the equaliser early on, suddenly, you could see yourself three, two, four, two down, and and, and oh, that was just all these permutations were going through my head, and I just think it was just kind of nullify them when the game starts. I mean, I like my personal feeling was I felt deflated because I didn't want to go in half time, you know, with that 
uh, you know, almost like a blemish now on our record. Because I thought us to myself, going to halftime at 2-0 up, you're already yeah. a better way of controlling the game. And almost like you can stifle the game until almost like yes. pass, and then maybe if Liverpool should get a goal, they get a goal. But you stifle him for the majority of the game. And if, right, you are actually, because come second half with the game restarts, Arsenal sort of kind of shell shock in the second half. Liverpool already looked even sharper and, you know, looked more dangerous. Like, from the midfield, they started over overrunning us. Uh, I mean, well, for me, it was really infuriating because every time the ball was like, coming into our box, we were not really... That, that that sort of composure was gone because every time we were just hacking the ball forward... And look, I don't have a problem sometimes if you're hacking that ball about, say, 60 to 100 yards up the other side. With, you know, Liverpool have to restart from their own box, but we were just hitting the ball straight to the halfway line and the game starts again because Liverpool was starting to press right onto the halfway line with their defence. So every time we were not trying to make clearance, the ball was just coming straight back at us. And, uh, excuse me, for the second minute, from a Liverpool corner, holding into clumsily tripping Jota. I mean, uh, it is, uh, you know, this is worse. It was a stonewall penalty because... Even though uh, Jota is running away from goal, it is really, really clumsy by holding. And I mean, Salah ends up then stepping up. And I mean, lo and behold, he ends up <laughs> dragging the penalty wide. And, you know, a lifeline for Arsenal. Oh, it was a lifeline for... You know, I couldn't believe my eyes when he missed the penalty. And I was just thinking to myself, please, Arsenal, just like score like another goal. Like just kind of to just end this game as a, as a contest. Because like you said... If Liverpool had to come out at 2-0, I don't think they would have come out as guns blazing because, you know, 2-0, you know, one mistake and then it's 3-0 and that's the game. So, it's almost like Liverpool had something to to hold, like, you know, to chase, basically. They could see the light and I think Arsenal were making themselves, making heavy weight of it because they were kicking, like you said, they were like, Delhi dallying on the ball, like the ball just being turned over after every after turnover, after turnover, after turnover. And to be honest, I was, I was telling myself, yeah, is a goal coming if Arsenal don't change anything. And I mean that <coughs> that's also something that Arsenal as a club and not it as a manager really is also start taking to heart because if you want to be a champion, look, the, the the lines become so fine between you know becoming champions or not being champions and. I just think at times when you watch Arsenal, we don't like look at City. Sometimes they can scrape a one-all win, but lo and behold, they are not going to let you really breach the defense. You'll get maybe as far as the midfield, but you're not going to. They'll make things so difficult for you or break up play and just kind of spoil the game, just to sort of hold like a one goal at bay. And yet with us, it's almost like it dangles like a carrot to the opponent. Like it was like if there's a one goal, uh, almost like split in the game, you just know. The team is going to try the utmost to, you know, nick something. And, and I don't know, I just think some of Arsenal need to just control better. Look, I know we came off a, a, like a decent run in that. But, I mean, <clears throat> I just think to myself sometimes we need to, you know, just, so even if people say, oh, yeah, you guys are boring. Or just take this thing out of the game. Because this yeah. weekend, it's like Anfield. Look, results. Uh, I mean, I'm still, there's still some points I have to make uh, post-match. But, I mean, I just thought myself, you know, now, you know, the, the it's already now a, a sort of a lifeline we're getting. But, I mean, you already knew the, the storm is coming, the way Liverpool were playing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, maybe it made sense what I'm about to say. But, you know, maybe bring on a guy who can defend better, like Kieran Tierney on the left-hand side. And, and maybe chuck on, I, I think Jorginho was on the bench. Maybe throw him on instead of Odegaard to just kind of, 
I mean, I know he would have probably tried to to look Odegaard plays it through balls or whatever, but maybe just to lodify the game and control the game. I mean, that's probably something we could have done it 2-0, you know, in the second half with it, bring Jorginho on and just allow us to put foot on the ball, knock it around a bit. But it was like they were so panicked, they were kicking the ball and, 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 and you know, Jinchinkos and was trying fancy things on the ball and it was just not needed at the time. I think you just have to go to plain, simple, you know, pass and move or just, like you said, a route one, but like put it in Liverpool's half so that they have to come back at us again because, you know, that takes energy, but it doesn't take energy to overturn a team in their own half and just camp yeah. there all the time. Something's going to give. The end of the seven minutes, Salah, you know, starts looking way more dangerous. He's starting to slip uh, off Zinchenko way quicker. Uh, he ends up cutting inside and then stinging in the palms of Ramsdale. But I mean, Ramsdale is also fine, fine uh, safe. Then, 77 minutes, Zinchenko, as you now mentioned prior, was starting to piss me off because I mean, some of his reckless play, you know, allowing Gakpo in from, like, you know, dallying on the ball. And then you know, Gakpo ends up uh, trying to, you know, in a, a, like a kind of a goal frenzy there in the box. I mean, Ramsdale ends up saving Zinchenko's backside because, I mean, he ends up smothering the chance for Gakpo. But again, you know, it's not like very sloppy and, and, and I don't know, it's very naive play sometimes for us, especially on that side with him. And, and I mean, it was also getting to a point where uh, Odegaard was getting overrun in midfield. Um, Saka looked flat because, I mean, even when he was getting like little foots in, you know, like to get forward, he was... Every time he was getting in the box, you could see he was running out of ideas because he was looking tired. Because, I mean, look, he played his backside off most of the first half, parts of the second. But, I mean, that, especially the last quarter of the game, he was really struggling. <clears throat> then, 80th minute, Arsenal ring the changes. And, again, for me, 10 minutes too late by Arteta. Trossard comes on, Jesus off. Kivio comes on, Odegaard comes off. Uh, then, 81st minute, again, a kind of blunder by Kivio. Let's in uh, Nunes to run at the Arsenal defence, and he has a shot. Ramsdale makes a, a fine save. And I mean, Arsenal looking really reckless in defence. Yeah, no, Master, I don't know. Master, I might just start turning. Especially when Nunes was through one goal, I was thinking, oh, yeah, geez. And I'm just, Ramsdale makes a save, and I'm just starting to look at the clock, and I'm like thinking, time just go, time just go. But I just knew that we, we were, I was hoping at some point we would nick a goal just to end it. I'm just, oh, it's so stressful. I don't think, and maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think in the Premier League this season I've seen a second or, or, or half in which Arsenal got so much overrun. I think even when we lost to City, we were in the game yeah. for a large portion, but like this game, it was almost like we were yeah. holding for our dear life. Then 85th minute, Saka, uh, you know, in uh, a fantastic corner, is headed by Gabriel. But, you know, instead of heading it left or right of Allison, he just straight down in this route and a chance, another, you know, another chance goes to begging. Then 87th minute, Trent Alexander Arnold ends up not making Zinchenko before lofting across. Awesome defense is also at sixes and sevens. And Firmino, almost like becoming our old nemesis, he ends up popping up, not zone and 2 2, infuriating. And his last game probably for Liverpool against Arsenal at Anfield. And, um, oh, I mean, he's just been scoring against us. I mean, spoiling. I mean, that one season, I think it's 15 16 when he was still in the hunt for the title chasing Leicester. I mean, he scored a brace. He does that now. And I think, like you said, you know, infuriating defending. I mean, 
I did the subs um, Zinchenko, Tierney for Zinchenko. Yes. It seemed like you wanted to do it just before that goal happened. But I mean, I think it was a bit too late. I mean, maybe yeah. 10 minutes too late. I mean, for me, I'm like, you know, this, this is when I also feel, you know, kind of crap for, for Tierney because what is he not supposed to do in that little bit of time? Like, I mean, you're already fighting, for, you know, to get a slot in the team again. And through a, like a kind of goof by Zinchenko, he gets, I mean, this was actually embarrassing. That's how I felt, you know, I no sympathy when I saw him, like, half in tears there when the goal went in because I thought, you got us in that situation. All you had to do was just clear the ball down the line or clear it into touch. That's all. So Liverpool have to almost like restart the play again. But I mean, he ends up almost like getting nutmeg to use it. And I think, that, I don't know, part of me is also thinking <clears throat> for the West Ham game coming up, let uh, Tierney get the game or something. Because I, I just think he takes all the kind of royalties that, you know, the fact that he can, he's you know, Arteta's favourite or something. So he's almost like taking his spot for granted and, like, you know, knowing he's going to be first choice. And I just think it should be a way fairer fight. Based on performance, if yeah. you, uh, you know, up to scratch, let Tierney play. Yeah, I mean, Zinchenko's been, I mean, Tierney, I mean, I don't know what's been the problem, but it just seems like he can't break in the side. I mean, I yeah. don't know why, why Teta can't, you know, train him to, to, to what Zinchenko does, but I mean, Tierney also has that thing where he can, you know, go around the outside as well. I think it gives you a different. Um, Thing to worry about, and I don't think Trent would have not made TNE as easy. I think TNE yeah. would have made him like a fight of it. So, you know, I mean, two, two, and I mean, Liverpool went to go get the ball out of the net. They just kind of showed you what their intentions were after they yeah. equalized. Then, I mean, 94th minute from the uh, six minutes uh, injury time, Salah ends up hitting a curl. You know, you see his trademark shot, Ramsdell again pulls a fantastic save because I think the ball also took a deflection on the way to. Yeah. And then 96 minutes, I mean, this was literally, I was like, shit creek or something. Because, I mean, Nunes ends up hitting the ball across goal. Arsenal looked, you know, totally vulnerable. Konate, all he must do is just diving into the ball home. And Ramsdale ends up putting a fantastic save. I mean, I mean, I just stood there, I was like, with the mouth open, you know, watching Ramsdale deflect that ball away. And, and Arsenal scramble for, for, you know, for another, you know, to fight another day. And a counter-attack that came from that I thought, you know, Martinelli was going to feed Saka in and we could have won the game. But it was that pass was, I mean, if it was Trossard maybe on the ball feeding Saka or Saka feeding Martinelli, I think that would have gone in. But, you know, that pass allowed Allison to just clear the ball away. And like you say, we love to fight another day. But, you know, it was, I know in the grand scheme of things, you know, you take the point. But, you know, being 2-0 up and, you know, but I guess also... We, you can't expect us to have won every game from, um, you know, we, since, I mean, when did we start this winning run? Was it February? End of February? Mm-hmm. Start After of... Defeat, then, right? so, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, 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 we as much as, 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 as we as, as Gunners or, or Gunners are disappointed about the result, it's a 2-2 throw away at Anfield, and it obviously does hurt. I mean, everybody's saying now, you know, at the end, like, it's City's title to lose that City... Oh, in the drivers, see, they are the favorites, even the bookies find them the favorites. But what I just want to add, like, to this is like, um, you know, they still have to play us. I mean, you know, they've they city seem at the moment to have found their form and people are clicking, they're just going like a wild oil machine. But you know, as much as they say Arsenal, you know, had a blip, city, I mean, 
surely they won't be able to win. I mean, they have 19 games. They've also been on a run, you know, since since the start of March. But I mean, you know, nobody really goes and wins 19 games on the trot without you know, slipping up here and there. And I think the games carrying up, you know, it, it, we have points on the board. They need to catch up, and you know, we we have to still play. You know, as we'll discuss West Ham, and we we will go into the the talking points of that. But I mean. You know, thereafter we play Southampton where we can, you know, add to that gap we have. And yes, they'll have two games in hand, but points on board is better than games in hand. Yeah. And I mean, look, with that, with that defeat, sorry, not defeat, the draw, um, look, I was worked up at full time because it, it was very disappointing, like feeling wise as a, as a fan. But I mean, when you start thinking rationally and you also hear, you know, kind of the, the, the pundits are always criticizing when they tell you, or when they kind of say, you know, it's a good point for Arsenal. I mean, then when I started hearing when Roy Keane was saying about when you're playing and having to defend with that, that cop behind you, Liverpool become almost like a different force when they're attacking that goal. And he said to watch Arsenal try to hold them at bay and, you know, pretty much in general, hold them at bay. He also said, like, you know, Arsenal must actually look at it as a well end point because if you think of of them beating City there at, at Anfield, they put seven past United at Anfield. So yeah, I mean we should actually just you know almost like wipe our brow and roll up our sleeves and go you know fight another day. Yeah, I know it. Uh, that's probably like I said, I, I haven't seen a second of where Arsenal were literally under the caution like that. They were hanging on for dear life. Like, they almost had no answer to what City were dishing out, and you know, uh, you know my my point of, of watching it, and, and I was telling my son also at one point in the game. I just think we were forced too much into uh, just randomly passing. There wasn't yes. like somebody putting a foot on the ball. I think that's what you probably meant with Jorginho, where somebody yes. just taking a bit of sting out of the game because you want to have almost like an Italian doing something that that knows. Because look, that is an Italian way of playing where they have a midfielder. It will almost like when they see they're under the cosh, he's going to put his foot on the ball and rather totally take this, this, this speed and whatever factor out of the game and almost like just knock the ball around. Because I just think we were getting too uh, panicked with, with certain passes, especially central midfield. Because for me, at times, Odegaard, who's normally you know cool as a cucumber, he looked very panicked at every opportunity. And as I said, the more tired they got and without it, they're not making the changes. You can actually see everything was becoming, you know, it was kind of, it looked more lazy the way things was going through the midfield. Because party looked at times not focused anymore and then that, because they were almost kind of getting smothered by Fabinho. Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, I ask myself, where was this performance last week against City? You know, it's it's yeah. almost like this, this, this Liverpool side just decided to turn up and they've always been a thorn in our side when yeah. we, I think it's been vice versa, when, whenever they're on a run, to win the title. I mean, the Archer and four goals, you know, kind of altered the, the run for the title. And I mean, that uh, this is an eighth minute or tenth minute Dirk penalty against Arsenal to make it 1-1. I think it's it's just kind of been two teams that always, you know, stand each other's way. But, you know, we have to kind of move on and yeah. take it to against West Ham now. It's not going to be an easy game, but I think... You know, they uh, probably eyes are set for for the, the you know, conference league. 
Yeah, I mean, 14 means which uh, first in the Premier League. Uh, their top players so far this season, Declan Rice, 7.3, Lucas Paqueta, 7.1, Aaron Creswell, 6.9, and their top goal scorers, Danny Ings with 8, Bowen with 4, and Ben Rama with 4, and assists for them. Bowen with 3, Ben Rama 3, and Paqueta 2. Arsenal in top rated players as, like, you know, live uh, the tallies. Saka 7.8, Thomas Party 7.7, Odegaard 7.6, and then goals. Martinelli 14, Saka 12, Odegaard 10. Assists, Saka 10, Trossard 9, Odegaard 7. Sure. You know, it's, uh, I'm actually a bit nervous about this game. I know it's probably West Ham, but, you know, they also fighting for survival in the same base, but I wonder if they're going to prioritize tonight's clash and just kind of, you know, say, okay, you know what, whatever happens, happens on Sunday because, yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be a, a, a walk in the park as, you know, as every Premier League game is. So it's it's important, I think, that, you know, I sound like a broken record saying this, but it's important that, you know, you kind of get on the front foot early. I mean, something similar to what we did to, to, to Fulham, where you kind of hit them out before they could even get into their stride, and by that time the game was done. I mean, I just uh, I'm not just having my phone also on live score here, and I see that you know playing away in Belgium to play, uh, play Ghent, and I mean they've they line up this evening as Areola in goal, Johnson, Aguet, and Abona in defence, Kufal, Downs, Rice, Emerson, Lanzini in the midfield, and then up front they got Bowen and Ings. Okay, so they're going to take the game all out for it, you know, to try to get the result. And hopefully that game gets stretched and, and, you know, they come against a fresh Arsenal side who, you know, I hope he's angry. You know, you know, back in the, the day with, um, you know, cities were done it now recently against Leipzig when they were angry and then smashed them 6-0. But, you know, Arsenal was 7. Arsenal, um, you know, you need to have that same attitude as that old, Thierry and the Perez side where, you know, they get, they're mad now for what happened against um, Liverpool and they kind of put them to the sword because, let's face it, right now, goal difference could be everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll also probably have to see, you know, how things play out because, and also, look, not only are, are West Ham not travelling as well, but I mean, there's now, they've got now a game, again, like, in a couple of days after this sort, this sort of fixture, so, I mean, Arsenal should be, you know, fresher. And I think Arsenal now also need to prove something again to the fans that, you know, we still, not only in the not in the race, but that we're still, you know, keeping our noses in front and also need to, you know, expand that, that, that sort of edge that we're having at the moment. Because, look, after City's game the weekend, come next week with that Southampton fixture that we play on the Friday, next Friday, City will have an FA Cup fixture, the semi-final. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, there's again an opportunity for Arsenal to open that gap again. Yeah. So, as you said now, you know, to have points in the bag. And, I mean, who knows? I mean, like, the, the, the more fixtures City get, you know, on the bounce. I mean, it, it, surely it's going to take a toll on that players, especially the key players. I mean, I, I, I look, I don't want to get not too desperate where a person is saying that. But, I mean, I, I still, you know, stick by my philosophy of taking every game and it's made in taking every game one at a time. Yeah, it's just Arsenal, you know, and, and I heard, I think, a pundit say that, you know, it's almost like Arsenal's difficulty of fixtures almost evens out with um, uh, City's quantity of fixtures because, I mean, 
you know, City, you know, take on Leicester, who, you know, it's not the Leicester old, but, you know, fingers crossed, maybe it could be a, a Vardy or a Nacho show, you know, to halt him. But I mean, then they, like you said, that FA Cup fixture gets jammed in and Bayern Munich between the FA Cup and that fixture. I think then it's, is it us after they, they play that FA Cup fixture? Yeah, I think something like that, too. Because I'm now, I'm actually just now on the Leicester City fixture thing, and I mean, <laughs> the, the last result that they got was the 11th of February against Tottenham. Other than that, they've gone on one, two, three, four, five, five losses on the bounce, then a draw to Brentford, and then three losses like straight off each other as well. So yeah. I, I don't know, I got no hope for them at the Etihad. Yeah, no, I think City has become so, I don't know, they've become so well-oiled that, you know, and, and the fact that they got such a, a solid win against Bayern Munich, I mean, I didn't expect that, I mean, I don't know how you felt, I don't know why they they, they, they sacked Nagel's one, I mean, I don't know what was the thought process behind that, if he lost the dressing room or, you know, what was the reason behind that, I mean, you know, the goal difference at the moment is only five, which, you know, which... Between Arsenal and City, it's not bad. I mean, people say, yeah, it's in City's hands. I mean, okay, Leicester City, I'm just looking at their fixtures. I mean, I know we take it game by game, but they play Leicester, you know, Bayern, Sheffield United, then us, and then Fulham at Craven Cottage shortly after that. And then that'll probably be sandwiched with another Champions League tie or something like that against Real Madrid, most likely. So, you know, it's they play West Ham, Leeds, Everton, Chelsea, I think, then Brentford. You know, so it seems, and then Brighton also away from home gets squeezed in there. So, you know, they could be playing a Brighton side, also chasing uh, possibly European football as well. So, there's a lot to play. I mean, if Brighton win their two games in hand, it's 49. They go to 51. That's that's just, just behind Spurs as well. So, lots to play for. I mean, look, if you look at the manpower, like Arsenal have, you know, kind of held things, you know, well together, like in the absence of, with Jesus for periods and whatever. And now, you know, look, Nketi Asso is now back in full training. Um, there's nothing out, maybe we're going to hear probably tomorrow about the, what's the, the, the deal with uh, Saliba. But, I mean, my take is just the, the linchpins for, for Man City in general. To make him at that well-oiled machine is Kevin De Bruyne and, and Haaland because yeah. I think that two out of the team they do look. I mean, they 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 all that kind of scrape stuff in over the line. Yeah, you, you're they, right. That two, with that too, it's almost like with I'm just like also with you, but with also United. United now have a uh, injury to Rashford. Now I just want to see how United now cope now without him because for me he was carrying that team for the majority of of 2023. Yeah, you, you spot on. And what you mentioned about City is like people forget and they say, yeah, you know, Arsenal or, you know, Chokers or they're they, they, they falling off the bandwagon. But, you know, we've had injuries like Party missed two big games at the Emirates against City. He's missed, you know, a big game against United at Old Trafford. Um, you know, you get Zinchenko, he was out for, you know, quite a few games. You look at, um, like you said, Asus was out. I mean, we've got Ipotomiyasu. Saliba out for you know some important game at Anfield, and you look at 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 City, 
You know, they've never had a Haaland out for more than a game or two games. So they never had the Brainer out for, for more than a, a game or two. So I don't like they always had their players to pick from. I mean, yeah. you know, those things happen. And, 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 and I'll tell you said, yeah, Arsenal have been lucky with the injuries. I mean, look at City, you know, what, what's happening to, to them. But I don't know I, I, what, what, what sometimes bothers me when you watch like a City game. You think, look, when when um, Brentford beat them at the Etihad, their main aim was to always cut the supply line to Ireland, and they actually kind of aced it. And I think that is the, the, the mistake all the teams that are playing Man City at the moment. They always allowing Ireland that sort of outlet. But if you starve him of the board, he becomes almost like a he almost like hamstrings their team. Like or actually any like top forward, if you start starving the the central striker, he's almost like can bring nothing to the team because look, he's not going to come help at the back and whatever. And if you're not going to get the ball to him up front, you're almost like playing more like against 10 people there. Yeah, it's 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 a bit frustrating at the back. You know, it's it's quite active. I mean, Ireland's already on 30 goals for the season. And, you know, you... I mean, we, we're trying to... It's difficult to keep up with a guy that's firing his team for. He's always on the end of a, of a goal. So... You know, somewhere along the line, I don't know where it's going to be, but surely City drop points somewhere before even. I mean, it would be amazing if you know they they, they drop points before they play us. I mean, it's probably I mean, highly unlikely. For me, it's it's just also you must also learn to you know sort of weather that storm that it comes your way. Because look, look at Spurs through that game away; they were two 0 up against uh, City. And then it's almost like they allow themselves to get rattled and, and, and allow City back in the game to tonk them at the end. And uh, I've seen it like numerous times where teams kind of like, look at Liverpool, so went 1-0 up against City. And then it's almost like they just could not hold on there eventually because that pressure becomes too much. And but yeah, your, your fullbacks are starting to play more, almost like inverted. Then it's almost like allowing Grealish and then uh, he was on the right-hand side. To have like a field day against you. And that is where... Because I mean, look at that goal that, that um, Greedy scored against us where Tommy Yasu was dragged so far infield where Greedy almost like could pick his spot out to, to finish the wall. Yeah, I know that was... You know, I, I honestly think that, 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 that Arsenal need to learn how to deal with pressure better because yeah. it's almost like when that pressure comes, like they, it's like, they, like a deer in headlights, as you would say. Yeah. Where they just start losing their head and and, and you know, doofing the ball to to no man's land or just trying to, they they ah it's it's a bit stressful now you know towards the end it's always what's going to be but you know people are all about you know our cities the city that but you know who says that city's going to win all the games till the end of the season yeah, I don't know it's, I don't know I think maybe it's also like the media that you listen to but because I mean. I've heard more from my side here. Yeah, it's like people are mostly yeah, it's like Arsenal's title to lose, or they still got you know the points in the bag. So they're still tipping us as favourites for the for the title. But I mean, as you said now, to to also stop that sort of juggernaut that's Man City, that's gonna you know take something because I think I I don't know maybe it's something out of the blue that we you know as much as we try to be they have different permutations of that it's probably gonna be probably a result that we never expected that's gonna. You kind of stump them a bit. I wouldn't say derail them, but just stump them out of the rhythm. 
Yeah, we need that because it just seems like I don't know how you're looking at it. Ah, like just try to watch city games, you know, while the game is still level, but it just kind of seems that this the city team is starting to have that ruthlessness that they were maybe lacking the start of the season. Like I mean they they, they smashed Bournemouth, was it four one or four one? Was it three one? Then they smashed Southampton. It's Liverpool four one. Southampton. It's just like they're just putting oh. like high numbers against the teams now. And I think the the the, the mindset where if you look at, at Bayern also in the beginning part of that match the other day, if you go toe to toe with City like in, in a, a controlled way, but you attack them, you can see City are kind of cautious because you can see they are a bit worried. But if they see, oh yeah, you're not just gonna try to sit and try to defend. They will just, it's not like watching a, you know, a doctor doing an autopsy. They literally just take you apart bit by bit by bit in different uh, areas of the pitch. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know, because for me, I actually enjoyed, like, you know, I watched the, the Brentford, oh, Man, oh, Man City Brentford game. And I mean, the way Brentford played is like they had no worries and they had nothing to lose. And that is how they took the game to, to City. And I mean, you can see City did not like that, that the way they played. Because I'm like, I mean, in the first 20 minutes, I think Brentford could have been like two or three up. That's, yeah. how, they, no, that's how they shocked City. I mean, Fulham also gave City a right to go in, and then they gave her a last minute penalty away. It's like, City's also had kind of decisions go their way. I mean, both, both, I mean, you know, we can say both sides, but I mean, yeah. you know, Arsenal's and, and, and how important. I don't want to, to go but spoiled milk, but how important could that decision have been with with that offside against Brentford where, you know, it was offside, but, I mean, the, the linesman, you know, didn't go, go and check that. And, I mean, I mean, not yeah, the VAR official never checked that. I mean, that's two yeah. points lost. That's two points ahead. We could have been yeah. of, of City. I mean, it's, it's small margins, but, I mean, you know, that's why we brought VAR in. Yeah, all ends up. Yeah, but I mean, look, we don't really have any more else to talk about. So, you know, let's, you know, hopefully get the solid result the weekend. You know, get the three points and really start, you know, cranking up and starting to build a run into the final finish now. Come on, you Gunners. Let's go. Let's uh, take the three points again. <laughs>